So I think encouraging, you know, understanding for both of us, that's a huge piece is perspective, is keeping perspective, not only in today's world, but from early on in our marriage, we entered into our marriage with perspective because we had gone through loss. We had gone through early loss together. We had gone through early loss in our early marriage years, along with marrying at a young age and building a family young that required a lot of learning and growing together. We we were really learning by fire in those times, and it was tough. And so no matter how old you are, I think when you start introducing a family to your relationship, when you're trying to figure out your relationship, that's very challenging. And it can motivate you or it can demotivate you. And certainly we've had both, but I think what you said is, it's, it's perspective, I think, that all, always brought us back. What was true for us is we knew that, um, you know, the losses that we'd already experienced had given us a life perspective far beyond our years. I think yeah. we gained a little more wisdom early on about what life was all about because we saw our dads gone at such a young age. Yeah. So I think the other thing is we had a very different family dynamic. We had walked the roads of of changing roles a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So we started out as a dual working couple, which was very hard, right? We had two young kids. You worked the night shift or the actually you worked like the really early morning shift and I worked normal day shift and I mean we literally started at like 4:30 in the morning driving around town with the babies in the car heading to work and dropping the kids off to be cared for. And so we'd get to work and we had different shifts and, you know, we'd start at what, four 30 in the morning and we'd get home by seven, seven 30 at night after picking everyone up, getting home. And it literally felt like we were on just 24 seven duty of, of craziness. And that was very tough too. Very yeah. tough. And so we changed roles a few times. It wasn't long after that because it was so, so incredibly hard that I decided to stay home for a year with the two young kids. And then shortly thereafter, we experienced loss again, job loss, and changed roles, um, thinking it was temporary, but ended up being permanent where, you know, again, I was a stay-at-home parent. And then you became a stay-at-home parent. So we have shifted roles. And I think that also contributed to perspective because you have to begin to have some level of grace for each other because you've been in each other's roles. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your perspective on that since you are the stay-at-home dad now, currently, and we've kind of navigated this territory a little bit. And that's one of the things that is unique to our marriage and what what we decided to let be unique to our marriage. Yeah, at some point along the line early on when we were going through all of that, I remember us, you know, saying to ourselves that as long as we were raising young kids and if at all possible and if it's within our means that one of us would be home with them because we did feel like, you know, when we were both working and and doing all the running around. And it's hard to stay present with your kids 
And with each other in your marriage, I think, too. And I don't just Mm -hmm. mean, I mean, being home with them, Mm -hmm. being home with each other. I mean, it's that's different than being present Mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I do remember us having a talk. If it's at all possible for our kids that we one of us truly needs to be present with them during the day so that because we had we had a couple of not so pleasant experiences with child care. Mm-hmm. that kind of said, all right, yeah, we don't want to do this right now. Them growing up is such a snippet of our lives that we can't miss it. And I think for us too, it was so, not only was it the lack of presence, but you are spinning your wheels a little bit. We were very young mm-hmm. in our careers. We did not make a lot of money. So we were in deficit. I mean, everything we were doing was in deficit. You're barely making enough money to make sure that they get the child care they need and to survive your life, but you're in deficit in time, money, energy, everything. So you had all deficit running, and we had to decide at that point, how are we going to do this with some level of margin, like no more deficit? We have to create some area where we're giving back. And we started with the time because we said, look, we'll we'll sacrifice some of these other things because really we're just spinning our wheels here anyway, and this is something we value together. Absolutely, yeah. But yes, and then I think around that time is when I ended up permanently staying home with the kids. And it just so happened, I think we we were both looking to change jobs or careers or something. And you would happen to get a good opportunity. And so, you know, time was of the essence. So it was like, all right, that makes sense. It, it came. Here it is. Let's do it. And so I didn't, I didn't even think twice at the moment of, I can't, I can't do that and, you know, be the stay at home dad. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I think I loved the fact that I was able to do that. Absolutely loved it. Um, Despite knowing some of the, uh, some of the, the way that I was brought up, the ideology, the philosophies, uh, the religion, you know, that that says that it's the man that should be working and all of this kind of dogma, you know, the wife should be home, this kind of thinking that we were brought up with. So I, 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 you know, I know that I had to fight some of that off, but even so it didn't matter. I totally embraced being at home with the kids. And, you know, I think your time at home with them alone and my time at home with them alone, I don't think we would trade it for the world. So I think one of the things that, you realize in that and looking back and even now when you see your life partner, you know, your soulmate able to have that presence, it does add renewal to your relationship. It, it does strengthen it, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I, I won't say who, but I do remember many times seeing certain people whenever they would come over, knowing that I was the one at home with them and you were working. Oh, did you find a job yet? <laughs> Yes, right. It, it is kind of funny thinking that way because, you know, and this is true for the opposite sex too, even for, for the women that are home with the kids. Sometimes it, there's judgment as if what they're doing isn't work or not a job, right? It's work. It's <laughs> it a is lot work. Of work. It and is it a takes lot of work. just as much as a real man to do that at home with the kids than it does a woman. And I'm still pretty sure that women do it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but I remember a lot of those comments and indirect 
references to, oh, are you looking? Or I'm like, right now I'm looking for Pampers, okay? <laughs> if you want to help me find one, fine. But I don't want your job references right now. You know, again, being a father was something that it, it wasn't even a question of whether or not that was going to be a big part of my life. It just was. I mean, do I, looking back, do I wish some parts of it were easier for both of us? Of course, you know, but it shaped us to who we are now. So I am, I am grateful for that. And I think it offered our kids a very unique perspective, if you will, to kind of throw a lot of the, uh, not throw away, but just kind of rethink a lot of the traditional ways in, in Christianity, the way we grew up into a different light. And I think that's a healthy thing. I mean... Every time there's a little shakeup in the church, I mean, that's, I view that as a healthy thing. Um, and, and in terms of gender roles, and that can be a whole other podcast, but I, I know it's one you already touched on. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this certainly should be a topic included in that. You know, if an opportunity presents any father to stay at home with his kids while the wife is working, please don't view that as any less godly or biblical That's just, that's dogma talking, judgment, maybe pride. You know, and I think it's really good to hear that because on the reverse side, I already shared my own struggles about coming to terms and coming to peace with my contribution and how I am uniquely designed and what I desire to do and how I've had to grow and learn over the years, how to make peace with it on my side as a woman. But even speaking more from your perspective, I think it's really huge to hear that because I think it's awesome because I do feel like we're in a generation of men who desire to be husbands and fathers who are present and who are pursuing the wholeness of their marriage and their lives and their families. And, and if they're not yet there, it's like, how can they do that? And even hearing this is again, just what you said, it's a shift in perspective. It's saying you're no less or no more because of any of these things. And We were given a unique opportunity to experience this. And I think we both equally look back on that and realize that, especially now more than ever. I think we realize now more than ever how unique of an experience we were able to have that in many ways contributes to a lot of the voice I have in the world today. A lot of the ways that I share openly in the world today and stand for women and equally for men. And I think I share that openly as well, because your story speaks to what I also feel as having a corporate career. I have had a wonderful, unique perspective and window into family life and husbands and fathers who desire to be present with their families as equally as women do. And I think that is such an awesome thing about what you and I may not have even realized, but even becoming a corporate leader in an organization that gives me an opportunity to give back to families when they are having their own families, their own children. Because I started so young, when my coworkers um, or my team are going into their parenting years, I I get to offer a different perspective. And I can see equally for both parents, those that you know, I, I would fight for paternity leave as equal as maternity leave because I do think that families desire new things. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful too. looking back. I'm really grateful for your perspective and your desire to want to be a present father and want to be engaged with the kids and not really 
being ashamed of that because it really helped me to see other men in that light. And I think that's important. I do think that's important. So now that we've covered a lot of the changing roles and moving past our belief systems, I think that that's also allowed us an opportunity to see each other grow in new ways and in fresh ways. And I think the, the other thing we want to highlight here for couples is making the space to create together, to get creative together, and making the space to grow and create separately, each having your own individual mindset about how you're growing and, and what it feels like to watch your spouse growing in those areas. So I'd love to hear your thoughts a little bit about let's start with create, making space to create together. How do we make sure that we're making time to create together and why is that an important component in our relationship? Well, for you and me, I think to have the ability to create, whether it's for this podcast or generally music, like what what would normally be something that we would do, um, has always been something that's important to you and me. It's, you know, just high priority, high value. It's always been a way that helped renewed our relationship. It, it's always something that brought us together. It's a healing thing. It's a intimate thing. It's a creative thing. It's an opportunity that we get to see each other grow in different ways. Sometimes just doing music together or if we're leading worship at the church, you know, for those who do it together that are married, I'm sure they can attest to that. It's also a trust building thing. You got to have trust in your partner in many ways that they're not going to just let you fall. So, you know, I think that's a beautiful thing that, that we were able to grow in. It's a gift that we give to our kids that they can see. Hopefully a cool side of their parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just, it, it's been an amazing thing. It uh, It's also, you know, for you and me on, on a kind of a more practical side, it's a good indicator of where you and I are at maybe within our marriage mm. because you and I both know that if we set the time and we are having uh, space to do that, then it, then it must be a priority. It must be important to us. And that's a, a good feeling and a good message that we give to each other that you value that time in me and I value it in you and that we can see it through. So, and follow through and commitment. Those are just, those are just great things you know, that, that come along with the creative aspect. So those are kind of the feelings and thoughts of what those mean to me. How about you? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I think giving each other the space to create. Um, and in this way, creating together is, I think, like you said, it it is about intimacy, Um And while we'll talk about creating separately, definitely within your marriage relationship, you have to make time to create together too, because it is another form of intimacy and connection. And I think whatever it is that draws you together, and again, what's true for your marriage, we talked about what's true for our marriage is music. Usually that's where we're most creative together is in the music realm. So even if, you know, Again, and this podcast is one way we might be creating together. I do get you involved regularly with some of my projects. And 
um, you get me involved with many of your projects and we try to have a voice in them. But when we create together, we're really focused on doing music together mm. most of the time and in many different forms. So we've done um, creative activities around the church. We've done weddings. We've done funerals. We've done all kinds of different musical things. And whenever we're working on those things, it is very energizing for us. And I know that it brings us together. And we remember that part of ourselves that I think it is, like you said, it's really fun. You have to have trust in the other person to do their part when, you know, I'm leading the song and you're singing the harmonies or playing piano. I have to completely trust you to be there so that I can lead. And yeah, you, that, that can't be overstated enough, really. <laughs> it can't. I have to completely trust you. Even outside of people who aren't married and do it, if you don't have trust in the musicians around you or even, you know, even in the workplace, mm -hmm. man, trust is huge. If you don't have that trust there that people aren't going to have your back, man. Yeah. It's not going to be very productive. Right. Or happy. <laughs> right. So. And it's a big struggle. And I think especially in marriage, if you're rebuilding trust, one way to rebuild trust is to create together. Mm -hmm. is to get creative about a project, is take on some kind of project together that forces you to create together, to build trust together. Because you could look at it in another way where it's like, okay, this is going to rip us apart. But if you look at it through the lens of, of knowing that going into some project together, and it does not have to be big, it can be as simple as, you know, whatever it is, it needs to energize you, though. It can't solely be, and this is the other part about, I think, creating together. It has to be around something that is an alive feeling kind of project. You know, we have projects all the time that have to be done. Yeah. And that is very different than when we do music. And I think that's the key is, again, what brings you together in your marriage that feels creative and energizing and happy? You know, if redoing a room energizes you together, then do it. If that feels like a project that's going to tear you apart, that's probably not the right fit. Yeah. I think you have to find something that brings you together that feels really good to both of you that, that energizes you. And, um, you know, cooking a meal together, as simple as that. If you both love to cook, then get in the kitchen and cook together. Turn on some fun music. Hey, we mentioned Miles Davis earlier. <laughs> Turn on some Miles Davis and get in the kitchen and cook together if you both love cooking. If you love doing art, do art together. If you, you know, just something that forces you to create something together. And I do think it's because it builds trust. And I think creating separately is a whole other avenue that brings you together. So as long as you're doing both creating separately can also bring you together because you get to watch that person grow. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on what it's like to watch your spouse growing in a new area and how them going out and doing something, stretching themselves, doing a new project, how mm -hmm. that feels, how it can bring you closer together. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's an amazing opportunity to see, um, uh... Like, cause you always keep me in the loop, but it doesn't mean that I get to physically see it all the time. And so the, the times that I have been able to see you 
up close and personal. I'm like, whoa, this lady's hot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm just joking, but (laughs) it's really, really cool to see to see it in action. You know, it's it's just it's it's a new opportunity for me to say, wow, man, I'm this brings her alive. And it brings her purpose. And if it's bringing her alive and she's coming home and she's coming home alive, then I'm going to feel more alive. And I should let it let me feel more alive. And it will only trickle down to our family feeling more alive and purposed. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's it's just a, it, it can be a gift. And in the reverse, too, you know, when I decided to go back to school and pursue music and I had, you know, new contacts and new people that I played with. You saw me come alive in new ways and it, it only benefited all of us, you know? Yeah. So I, I think if you can get to that place in your marriage and your relationship that just makes her happy or it makes him happy, we're all still human. We're all still growing. So we have to adapt, you know, that's part of the human experience and sharing that growth together. I'll never forget one of your teachers that, to high school and she was when we were getting married she was giving us a gift or something i remember what she wrote in a book and she said find ways to grow together that's definitely a key factor i think it's it's been a privilege for me to see you grow in new ways and you know again it's also a beautiful gift for our kids to see you do that you know i think it when they see you pursuing the things you like and you love and you can still be present with them and just have a healthy balance um I think it creates healthy expectations in life, and that's a good thing. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah, and I think I can give a perfect example of how it brings you together even when you're growing separately because you went back to school for music, Mm -hmm. and you were studying jazz, and you met with this group of people that, you know, you gained all these contacts with the professors and you you're just a great musician and i at simultaneously had gone back to school for positive organizational development and change and i had become involved with the children's museum here and you you were simultaneously building your network as i was building my network and somehow it all came together and i got to chair this gala and we got to come together on it and so even though we were growing separately in different ways, you and your band got to play at the gala and we invited your trio in. And it was so fun to watch because I got to watch you playing and being in your happy place and contributing as much as I also was doing the same thing. I was participating in the event and supporting it and chairing it and you're there. And so we get to see each other we're together and it came together and it's the perfect example of how we were both growing separately, but in a together way. And it all just came together perfectly and was, you know, not anything that we set out to do when we started our journeys of joining and going back to school. We never, we never said that was something we were going to do. But it absolutely was an outcome based on our faith in taking leaps forward on the things that we dreamed about doing. And so then these other things started happening and coming to fruition. And 
We've been able to maintain all of these connections and build new connections from those things, from those opportunities, and that's just been a really fun, I think, concrete example of how that works when you're willing to trust because it goes back to trust again. I think the only way to really allow yourselves to grow separately is to gain that trust in each other. That, again, that that person is wanting to be in it with you. And I think that's the that's the key because that wasn't true for both of us, was feeling, like you said, I think in the past we probably both felt somewhat threatened by, you know, the other person expanding their network or watching them grow. What do you think it is that helped us move past that and we were able to see think what you said was like to take that and switch it to this makes this person happy and feel alive and they come home and they're bringing that aliveness with them which could also enhance our relationship our marriage will feel more alive because they are feeling more alive and how do we change that view how did we get to that point where it wasn't a threat. It was more of an opportunity to enhance the life and the joy in our marriage. Mm, that's kind of a big question. But I think ultimately is finding the thing most that, that brings me purpose and, you know, and being okay with it and just not, not being threatened with it. I mean, I found, you know, music has always been a part of my life, but I guess jumping in with both feet, so to speak. So I think that's really interesting what you're saying is really that the biggest switch is because when you're finding purpose and meaning for yourself, it's easier to see that for your oh, spouse. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, if any mm -hmm. threatening feelings that I've had maybe in the past or any feelings maybe you've threatened that you may have felt in the past, it's so much more to do with our own feelings, not the other person. Mm. It had everything to do with me and, you know, my own identity and where it was rooted in. You know, and a lot of that, I believe, is spiritual, too. And ultimately, you know, where does your purpose come from? What are you doing to bring you purpose? And once you come alive in that way and, and in that sense and you feel like you're offering purpose, being able to contribute, um, those other factors of feeling threatened or, you know, uh, just don't come into the equation. You just you're not thinking out of that mindset. You're free to love the other person, but it's pretty tough when you don't love yourself. So I think that's a really key thing is that it does take you really loving and knowing yourself very well to become so rooted that you can and grounded that you can honor that other person in that way as well. Yeah. And when both of you decide to do that together, that's the that's where all that all of this comes from is I think to just wrap up here, probably the biggest thing we can say is that we both decided that we wanted to be grounded and firmly rooted. And we, we did desire to see the other person. I think there's so many more things we could talk about, you know, that we, we know yeah. in marriage and in parenting. So I think just choosing to trust and rest in your own firm foundation that you've decided to build on. And I think we both decided this is what we want. We really do want to have a firm foundation. And we both 
want to find meaning and purpose in what we're doing and contribute that to each other and to our family and what's true to our marriage that's going to help us thrive in the long term. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Love How She Leads. We're so glad you came here. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Love How She Leads on Pinterest. And um, you can check out my website at lovehowsheleads.com. My husband and I really enjoyed doing this tonight, and we hope that you benefit from it. We'll have a couple of extra surprises coming your way. I'll also add some things in the show notes from today's session, a couple of worksheets that might help you if you are looking to strengthen your marriage right now. I can't even say hello without you laughing, though. I haven't even finished one can. Uh, Okay, ready? Let's try this again.